0: This is Carrie, Fullerton Professional Organizing, and today we're going to talk about a lot of types of clutter, and um, guilty clutter is one of them that we're going to talk about, and the two people that tackles this subject is Christy Halton, and she does not have a YouTube channel, but... Dana uh Dawn Matson does. Uh Dawn Matson is the minimal mom and she talks about guilty clutter. But there are 14 types of clutter that we're going to talk about. Um, identifying where we find decision making the hardest helps us prepare and develop strategies. So Clutter type number one is sentimental clutter and that one to me is the hardest and we usually tackle that last when it comes to my clients. Um, The sentimental clutter stems from fear of forgetting the past and forms of sentimental clutter are memorable I can't say the word, but it's there. Memorabilia, like paper, uh, school, school pictures, books, artwork, photos. Now, our memories are not in our sentimental items. They are within us, not within our things. So, there are things that we can do to keep the memories without keeping the items. Now you can store a few select items in a memory box or you can take pictures of items and make a memory book. So what happens though when you create a memory box, after a few years you have to keep going through it because over time some of the items will actually, you've forgotten what you put them in the memory box for. You don't even remember what they are. So, you do have to go through the memory box every so often just to make sure that you're not keeping a lot of memorabilia that you aren't going to remember the memory behind them in the, in the first place. So, take photos of items, create a memory book, you, you are able to enjoy the items more if you only have a few. If everything's made to be important, then nothing's important. That was uh, a quote by Peter Walsh. So the next bit of clutter is aspirational clutter. This stems from fear of missing out or failure of some kind. Uh, Forms could be hobby items that you never completed, clothes that you no longer fit into, or um, clothes that you want to fit into in the future. Uh, Keep the items only if you have set plans to use them in the next few weeks or months. If you keep seeing unused items in your home, it can start to affect you, making you feel like a failure. And you don't want your things to keep saying failure, 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 and reminding you of negativity. So um, those items that make you feel bad, just get rid of them. Now, another form of clutter is unfinished projects uh, paperwork piles, craft projects that aren't finished um schedule time to get back to the tasks to get these checked off your to-do list i see a lot of craft rooms and sewing rooms and they have a lot of unfinished projects um some of these projects we need to go back and just finish them one at a time and not start a new project until some of these unfinished projects are done. Now, if someone's commissioned you and you're selling items then that's a whole different ball game. You do have to get the items that you are selling, you have to get those completed first and get those out. But in the meantime, if you're not working on a paid craft project or sewing project, let's start getting those unfinished projects done. Um for the rest um for the rest, store them away until you can work out time to get to them. Uh now, next is inherited items. Items you feel you should keep because they were inherited from a loved one. Not because you love them, just because they were inherited. Um, You know, you can keep just one piece and get rid of the rest if it's a collection. Um, Or take pictures of it and uh, put that in a scrapbook so you have those memories of that item and how they were used. Some of the things could be furniture, jewelry, artwork, letters, photos You can also take all the pieces of jewelry and um, do a craft project with it And have one piece with all of those person's pieces of jewelry uh, Decorating a, a letter for their name or some type of cross or something Uh, That you can keep and those memories will be there, but they're not stored away collecting dust Uh, This clutter This is clutter because they don't really feel like they belong to you and you don't they don't bring you joy So if you have items that you don't enjoy and you don't like and they were passed down from a family member and you don't want them ask other family members if they would like these items passed down to them Uh, i have uh some dishes and tea sets that were passed down to me from an aunt that had them from a great aunt so they're my great aunt's dishes and they were passed to my aunt and then my aunt passed them on to me and i am humbled and i cherish those but i do love dishes so I will hold on to them, but if I do ever choose to let them go, they will go to another family member that will love them and appreciate them as much as I do. So you can ask family members if they would like the items. If no one else wants them, why does anyone want to keep them? If you don't want them and no other family member wants them, then it may be time to let them go. If they should be kept, upcycle them into something that matches your situation or taste like repainting it to match your decor. Get an item valued before getting rid of it or upcycling it. You may, you may find, it may be valuable. You may find that it's valuable and you may want to sell it instead. Um, there are uh items that you may have received as gifts uh things you don't need you don't enjoy don't like the act of giving finishes when the recipient says thank you being grateful is enough and you can wear the item use the item when you're um you know when you're around that person a few times and Then you can let it go. They see you've used it. They see you've worn it They see it in your home, but you don't have to keep it forever if you don't like it or use it um, Re-gift to someone who will use it exchange it for something else Those are all things that you can do When you've been gifted something that Is no longer useful to you or you already know won't be useful to you Um, now there are other people's clutter that they just tend to leave for you and these might be your kids or your uh, spouse you know things that they have brought into the home and when they left the home they did not take them with them Uh, never, but never declutter other people's things without their permission. Uh, lead by example. They may be motivated to start decluttering on their own. Give others their own space, uh, in the home. Um, it's like what I talked about the other day. You know, if your spouse has too many t-shirts, go through them. Take out the ones that you think he could let go. But ultimately, let him make the choice. And those that he's not ready to let go, you put, fold and put back in the drawer. Um, because they're not going to trust you if you just get rid of their stuff. Now, I have a little bit of a different opinion when it comes to my children. If they have too many toys or they had too many things, I did get rid of those. And I did not ask them for permission because I knew the things that I let go of were things they no longer played with I never took away or gave away or let, took things that they still played with or used um, now another type of clutter is free stuff you know free toiletries from hotels free samples anything that is given to us by someone that we are never gonna use. Unless it is something you will truly use or want, it is okay to say no. Um, And then we all know about this because of the pandemic, but the stockpile of things, the things that we stockpiled in case of an emergency, um, those are great to have, but there's only so much you need. When you can't resist grabbing much more than you need or can easily store, these things can add up. Some stockpiling is smart if it's on sale you, and you will use it and have a place to store it. But if you struggle with bargain clutter, but you're, put yourself on a spending freeze for a month. You may feel differently about stocking up when you see how much you actually save. So um, just because it's on sale does not necessarily mean we need to stockpile it or um, unless it's something that we can freeze and eat later like bread or something like that. But um, if you don't know 100% what you're going to use it for don't stockpile um expensive items is another type of clutter you feel guilty letting an item go because you spent a lot of money on it you received the value of the item when you made the purchase though consider selling the item to recoup some of the money or just let it go you're not using it No one else is going to use it after you've used it And now I'm thinking about like face creams Expensive face creams and beauty products That we just didn't like Uh, Another uh, Some other bits of clutter could be Things that you're undecided about Everyday clutter And just things that just don't have a home In a space in your home So it just lingers around. Uh, And then there's just newspapers, magazines, receipts, um, you know, just a bunch of stuff that just accumulates before you even know it. Different, it's different from everyday clutter because, um, I mean, everyday clutter is surface clutter. Only clutter because it's not in its rightful place. Spend 10 minutes at the end of each day and reset your home. You know, you can have a home reset for 10 to 15 minutes before bed every day. And you can assign each person in your home a 15 to 10 minute reset. It relieves stress because you know there's a plan at the end of the day. Different and then there's things that are different from everyday clutter because it doesn't have a home The items are needed and used but they take it takes time to find a space for these items Declutter current storage to make space for the things that you do use that don't have a space Swap current furniture for furniture with storage like coffee tables with drawers and then you have, um, oh, and, or use vertical space. We talked about that the other day also, is using vertical space, shelves above uh, on the backs of doors, um, tall bookcases, um. And then there are just things that you just need to throw out, like newspapers, magazines, receipts. We just mentioned those. Expired food, broken items. You know, just grab a trash bag and put anything that is obvious trash that isn't useful to anyone. And do this several times a week. Um, Now, here's a mini challenge. Take the first step by starting with the rubbish clutter first. And then you can go ahead and tackle some of these other uh, items. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dana. Uh, I keep saying Dana. Dawn Matson, and some of her ideas for guilty clutter. Feeling guilty about items in your home that you aren't using, that you spend good money on, or was given to you as a gift Dawn has a YouTube channel and she helps people uh, and their mindsets around clutter and she has a a minimal home and she gives you permission um, by changing your mindset she gives you permission to let some things go to keep your home tidier And just because you spent money on something doesn't mean you have to keep it. Dawn says what is on the other side is going to be so good. So keep going. Keep pushing through these difficult things because it does get easier. Guilty clutter is anything you have a hard time parting with. Even though you aren't using it because you spent money on it and because someone gave it, or because someone gave it to you, women feel the emotion of a purchase more than men in general, which is why it's harder to let go of things. It is a product, if a product doesn't work for you, that seems to work for everyone else. That doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It just isn't right for you in this season. Money isn't the thing we need to worry about wasting. It's our peace of mind, our time, and our tidy homes, and our family's uh, space in the home. Now, here are some things Dawn Mattson says that she does. She says, be aware of how the guilty clutter makes you feel when you go to declutter something you spend spent money on it literally lights up the pain center of your brain we all get stuck in in, we all get sucked in by influencers promoting miracle products and feel guilty when we buy them and they don't work Recognize there is trial and error in knowing if something is right for you. If you aren't sure about decluttering an item, put it in. And I love this. Now, she since changed the name of this because of the pandemic. But because of the p- pandemic, I still love this term. She calls it the quarantine bin. After a few months, see if you miss it it will then be easier to donate because we know we can live without it. I love the term quarantine bin. I put things from my kitchen in a bin and I put it in the garage to see if I actually used it or needed it. And then after about six months or a year, I let that stuff go and sent it to um, Goodwill for someone else I donated it now share these learning experiences with experiences with your kids as well and let your kids make these mistakes and learn from them too it will help them to learn to think through a purchase more carefully by seeing the different levels of quality and value in the items that they keep and the items that they should not keep. Um, These are good lessons, not only for us, but our children, so that when they uh, get married, they will be better spouses as well. All right, guys, this is it for today, and I will see you on the next podcast, and I really do appreciate you listening to me.